I'm Rosa Mendez and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty Ferro. I have the best time ever! Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Farrell, Daddy, in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. <laughs> Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man... Yeah. We need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and, and join the team as a Monty Nefaro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. But what I, I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they can tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. But that's you know what? That's why you're you're the star of the show because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, Man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, There you go, Farrell. You gotta be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content nice. that none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get Free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage, or, right, our own page, yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of Tommy Rich. I want a picture of whatever. And, boy, that's we on its way. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. And you need to rock, too. Join. Hey everybody, this is ESO, and welcome to the After Show, found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channels. First of all, I want to wish everybody a happy St. Patty's Day. What are you guys doing to celebrate? You going out for kegs and eggs? You going out to dinner and having a few? Well, whatever you do, do it responsibly. Get get an Uber, get a DD, you know, have only a, a couple, you know, get a lift, whatever it takes. Just be careful. Uh, and and be weary because it might not be you that's that's the one who's had too much to drink. It might be somebody else out there. So, you know, everybody just be responsible and have a great time. So right now I'm uh, still doing these canned shows. We're recording a couple days before Thursday, trying to get these to Mike by Wednesday so he can get them up on the air. Uh, we're about well, I really don't have a time frame for the new computer to get here. It says backlog queue on the website that, that i got it through i'm getting a really killer computer i can't wait but in the meantime i'm using my ipad and my iphone to to record these but once we get these the, this new computer in place we're going to be going live thursdays and, and doing some other stuff on, on the channels too can't wait we do have our first guest lined up it's going to be the one and only michael monty i can't wait to ask him questions like some of the stuff from behind the scenes uh uh, some stuff, some of the Marty stuff, the Tony stuff, <laughs> some of the stuff from Jimmy and him when they were younger, you know, and more. If you guys have any, uh, have any ideas for questions, let me know. And, uh, and I will be sure to ask them, you know, that, that should be a good time. Mike tends to take over interviews when he's, when he's there, but I'm going to do my best to not let him take over on our channel. If he wants to interview me, he can, I'll go over there and they can interview me 
but we're going to try and keep control. <laughs> we'll see how that goes because he is a. Uh, he does t- take him over. If you ever wa- if you ever watch one of his interviews, it's kind of funny. Next thing you know, he's interviewing the person. It's it, it's kind of comical. So while we're, while we're on, while we're discussing them, Monty and the Pharaoh can be seen every Thursday night live at uh, nine p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and it's now stre- streaming live as the flagship show on Thursday nights on the Intuit app. Wow, that's awesome! Way to go, guys! Congratulations. You know, Monty and the Pharaoh, as well as the after show can be streamed. Uh, the audio can be found streaming on Spotify, Speaker, Anchor, Podbeam, Apple Music, Amazon, and more. And thank you, Monty and the Pharaoh, for putting me out, uh, for putting my audio out there. And it's pretty cool. You guys have responded really well to it. It's actually been getting uh, on some of these uh, platforms better views than uh, Monty and the Pharaoh's stuff. Thank you guys. I am I'm really I'm really surprised, but uh hey, I have that face for radio, I guess. <clears throat> so today what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to smack down smack down cuz it deserved it. Um not not that it was a bad show, it's just the way it's, some of the stuff's getting presented. And then we're going to go through a rough raw. With, and it was rough. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and then then I'm going to I'm going to follow it up with uh well, I I was looking for a magazine. I, I found these magazines in my grandma when we were cleaning out my grandmother's house that I had from when I was a kid, and I was trying to find one with a, an Irish wrestler on the cover or something like that. But uh, one one of the uh, chat room uh, guys, Luce, he wanted to go me to go through another WWF magazine, so I couldn't find one with an Irish person, but I did find a green covered one. And it just so happens to have the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase on the cover. We're going to open this up and we're going to go through some of the cool stuff that's in there. You know, on the cover, they talk about you know, DiBiase buying his belt. This was the one. So as everybody knows, the uh, he paid Andre the Giant to win the belt, but then he tried to turn it, when Andre turned it over to DiBiase, uh, Jack Tunney, overrode it and that's how we ended up with the the wrestlemania 4 tournament well this it was ted dibiase's answer he made his own million dollar belt and it's made a couple of other appearances through time so that's going to be awesome um talks about hulk hogan starring in a movie (laughs) we'll talk about what movie that was oh uh stud and andre which of these bohemians is the real giant kind of funny that the that it's reverse roles you have John Studd as the face and Andre the Giant is a heel in this one. Uh, Rick Martel. This is when Rick Mar- after Rick Martel turned on Tito Santana and broke up Strike Force or uh, yeah, Strike Force. Oh, I wanted to say the Can Am connection, but I, <laughs> I got it was right uh, the first time. And then it's you got a sexy photo shoot with sensational Sherry Martel. Well, on that note, guys, we'll be right back with Smacking Down, Smackdown. And welcome back to the after show found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channels. So what did everybody think of SmackDown this week? I have my own opinions and we're going to talk about them now. First thing, there's no reason to have a three minute recap of what just happened on Raw. 
We have enough other outlets and we have the internet out there. We can all, we all know what happens. Let's just, if we're going to watch it, watch it live or watch it on one of the other medias. Don't take away three minutes of the beginning of another show just to recap that crap. Um, yeah, just really was, it was a waste of the first three minutes. Then we had a quick uh, Uso segment that nothing wrong with that. It got the point across. One thing I like right away is we immediately were jumping into a match to get the crowd pumping. I really like when we do that. That makes makes the night go by so much better. The downfall was it was the fatal five way. Not a fan of that. But we'll get into that in just a second. So we the fatal five. We, we had a. Oh, it was almost eight minutes of entrances. Carrying Cross's entrance is way, way too long. His entrance, I believe, almost everybody else was in in the combined in less time than it took Harry and Cross to get to the ring and do his little shtick there. Realistically, we could have put that in the commercial break and had everybody just in the ring and we would have saved ourselves another five minutes. Now we'd have eight more minutes of good matches we could put on. Now we get into this fatal five way. One thing I'm not, I'm not a fan of fatal five ways, fatal four ways, uh, three ways in that somebody always takes a light bump and disappears for the whole match. Immediately we had, I forgot who it was, but they take a bump and they're outside for the duration, leaving Seamus and, uh, and McIntyre in there. I, I don't know. It just, it didn't really work on the plus side. I loved the finish. I love those crazy finishes like that. It reminded me of Paul Orndorff and Hulk Hogan coming out of this on the steel cage on Saturday night's main event where they both hit the floor at the same time. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And it, it's definitely uh, set up at least one good match for, for next week. So well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into the next thing up. Oh, we have this, some, just a few backstage segments. I'm, you know, pushing along the, the, some of the lines, then what did we have? Oh, we had the first, the announcement of Rey Mysterio being the first inductee into the Hall of Fame and then Dominic coming out and ruining it. At first, I was like, oh, man, you know, why are they going to have a gimmick in the Hall of Fame, in a Hall of Fame thing? Then I'm like, wait a minute. Everything's a gimmick. So why not have, you know, a, a, a storyline into the Hall of Fame? Why not? Let's let's go with it. But just let's make that match. Already, it's it's getting a little old. Let's just get it get it done. Um, we we know it's it's coming. You know, but just book it already. Then we had a <laughs> on the outcome of that, we we ended up with Judgment Day against uh, uh, Legato del Fanta Fantasma, and everybody knows I'm not a fan of the flip de doos and all that stuff and cartwheels and everything, and I don't think it belongs in wrestling. But overall, I mean, it, it, the match was what it was. It wasn't bad. I'm not going to say it was a uh, you know, five-star match either. The finish was stupid. We have people kicking out of uh, finishing holds left and right, left and right, left and right. So you're going to tell me Damian Priest jumping in there to break up a pinfall and kicking the guy that's looking at him in the head. It didn't even, it wasn't a, a great kick. And all of a sudden he's out for the count. Come on, at least have done a fi finishing maneuver on him. So, you know, real, realistically, it was all about uh, pushing the Ray and, and uh, Dominic match. And uh, 
you know, we'll we'll see the uh the Ray the Ray Dominic interactions were pretty good. I I I, I do have to say. Uh next we had uh uh Braun Strowman and Ricochet against the Viking Raiders. I, I like tag teams. I really think they should push the tag team division. I think that it should be a place that where we bring in the younger guys and give them a chance to develop. Uh, I love gimmicky tag teams. I love the Rockers. I loved the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, oh, the Destruction Crew. You know, the, the, yeah, they may be gimmicky. Even the, the Dream Team, the British Bulldogs. There were so many great teams back in the day. I, I really would like to see that type of stuff come back. And we definitely have enough guys on these rosters where we could, we, that we could have that happen. So, but now, now back to this match, it was overall a good match and entertaining. Um, not gonna, my, my big gripe again is, is with the finish. Uh, the, the finish was, so you had Valhalla kind of, Wiggler fingers at uh at, at Ricochet there, and then Ricochet goes up to the top rope, misses the um well his finishing maneuver there, and then the Viking Raider climbs up to the top rope. But in the in the process, Ricochet moves moves into the way, like literally moves himself into the way so that the guy can land on him. It, really botchy. It's not a great match, not a great finish to a to a good match. And please. Please don't have this Valhalla casting spells and stuff like that. Listen, I have no problem with oh, you know, a witchcraft. Her having like maybe a, a voodoo doll or something like that, or you know, making a hex, you know, something that they may believe in, but isn't a isn't a real thing. And then somebody having just happening to have bad luck, whatever. I can see something like that, but no, no spells and no no magic wands, no no dementors coming out. Please. So, eh. what what else did we have that night? Oh, we had a uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair against Shotzi. Yeah, every week I say I have one thing that I can say. Eh, whatever. Next, I would never think I would do this to a Charlotte Flair match, but that was there was nothing to it. Ah, uh, whatever. Next, can't believe I'm doing that to a Charlotte Flair match. Most talented woman in in wrestling today, and I don't want to talk about her match. Wow. So then we what do we have? We had oh the uh well, main event team. Oh, we had Usos and Cody uh with, with no Owens. Okay, yeah, we had that uh you know that that weird angle where uh you know, Jay came out to apologize or whatever he was going to do. And then, you know, Zane came out and Cody comes out and now it's Cody and Cody and Zane against the Usos. And then on Monday, it's uh, Kevin Owens fighting the Usos by themselves. But uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit more later. I'm uh, I'm kind of confused on this brand thing going on right now because I, it really doesn't seem like we have brand things. Too many people crossing over left and right, but we'll we'll talk about that after we after we talk about raw. So let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, some reflection on raw, sir. Ah, Manscape. Uh huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven Manscape. What are you thinking about Love Manscape, it. dude? Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What? What don't I use it for? Put it this way: the only hair. <laughs> 
I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pick. Manscaped there, is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to go uh, do the deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where, where is that pedophilia line that yeah. i'm that i'm i don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that oh, that's, that's very interesting like that. i never thought about wow. that. you're a smart dude Holy yeah. shit. so if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly you're cool with that if the landing strip is has like i said well manicured yeah. you yeah. can see both sides it's not like blinking lights on both sides of that i just don't i don't want <laughs> you know i don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. Unwanted areas on that gotcha. as well. Gotcha. Yeah, oh, look but what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older <laughs> I get though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, <laughs> I found it. I found it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just Absolutely. Retro. You're like, Whoa. Wow. Yeah, like, I'm like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage to get a trooper. Yeah, he's a trooper. Got to give him an yeah, wow. Not all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> listen, can't, I couldn't. I Super couldn't Bush. Say, I couldn't say. Well, <laughs> if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to like you know go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. A uh, dropkick. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude. Good fucking wine yeah hey everybody and welcome back to the after show found here only on the monty and the pharaoh channels what did everybody think of raw the other day overall i wasn't overly impressed and i'm gonna tell you why first thing it did was it started off with another pro recap promo these recap promos are getting out of hand they're taking up half of the half the time it's kind of silly and then we had one of my least favorite superstars of <laughs> going right now, Edge. I'm not sure why Edge is going to be in WrestleMania with Finn Balor. He should be giving somebody the rub that needs a rub, not somebody that's already over. Finn Balor is the leader of Judgment Day. He's not some schlub. Edge, you need to be working with younger guys to elevate them. Finn doesn't need to be elevated. He's already above you. I really don't get it. I'm not looking forward to that. Well, that's going to be my bathroom break during WrestleMania because I have absolutely zero 
urge to watch Edge wrestle. So, what else do we have? Oh yeah, we we ended up with uh, next next was Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano against the Judgment Day. <clears throat> Not exactly sure why, but it was eh, whatever, decent match. I'm gonna give it a a C. <laughs> so what did everybody think of the Brock Lesnar almost promos promo there? How bad was that botch? That was the worst thing I've seen in a long time. Uh, I didn't realize almost was that green either that or Brock Lesnar just didn't know it was coming. I, I don't know. There was something way, way off there. And uh, I, I expect more from those guys. You know, then we get, yeah, we get more recaps, more recaps, more recaps. Then we get a repeat of a match from a few weeks ago with Cody Rhodes going over LA Knight. LA Knight is a perpetual jobber right now. I'm not sure why. The guy's got all the charisma and all everything going for him, yet we choose to book him as a perpetual loser. Don't get it. More backstage stuff. And then we had another thing that didn't make any sense. Bronson Reed. Not a fan of him. He doesn't move well. They they like him because he's such a huge guy, but you, I would rather see Boogs and Elias get put over. You know, you could repackage Elias a little bit, but Boogs, Elias, come on. Those guys could be a great tag team together, but no, instead we're going to make them lose to Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed should be the jobber, not, not Elias. Uh, Theory Dawkins, you know what? Good match, good match. I can't wait to see what's next for uh, for Dawkins and Ford. Both of them deserve a great singles career. Can't wait for him. Austin Theory is going to be a superstar. He's on it, well on his way. Nothing but good things to say. Then we had Ray Mysterio coming out again. Not sure why. Ray Mysterio, you're supposed to be a SmackDown guy. Why are you on Raw? This is not making much sense to me. Sorry. Then we had Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. It was a match. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, uh, then another thing that doesn't make sense. Why would Chelsea Green be fighting Bianca Belair? Chelsea Green should be fighting to earn her way up, not being thrown right into the into a match with Bianca. Duh, that makes no sense. What is going on here? This is this whole show makes it, it's horrible. You're making me not want to watch WrestleMania just by the stuff you're putting out here. Um, the Owen Sokoa match. Well, it was going good up until the Usos got involved, and then we have a, a three-on-one match. You make Sokoa look weak. Sokoa should be a dominating monster. I could see him beating Owens on his own, but instead it takes three people to beat him. Wow. Way to cut his legs out from under him. I got to say, overall, this was one of the worst booked Raws in a long time. It's I do not understand what's going on when it comes to the booking. Let's just look at it. So these are the superstars that were on both shows this week. You had Jimmy and Jay Uso, Cody Rose, Sami Zayn, uh, Solo Sokoa, Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor. Rhea Ripley, uh, uh, 
Yeah, Damien Priest and Dominic Mysterio. What the heck is going on? Do we have separate brands? That makes no sense. No wonder why the you know the, the titles are on the Usos and, and uh oh and Reigns. Because there's no such thing as as different uh, brands now. These guys are just jumping every week. Oh, I'm going to wrestle on this one. I'm going to wrestle on this one. I'm going to wrestle on this. What is going on? If we're, if we're going to eliminate the brands, eliminate the brands. If we're going to split the titles, split the titles. Do something that makes sense. Have some type of consistency. Right now, we're nothing. Nothing makes sense in, in WWE. Sorry, that, that's just my rant. I, I really hope that uh, they start booking this a little bit better. What do you guys think out there? Leave some, leave uh, your comments in the uh, in the chat, and and I'll respond to them. So, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in just a minute. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the after show found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channels. Well, after that kind of negative talk in those last two segments with Raw and SmackDown, let's get on to something really cool and positive, and I can't wait to dive into it, and that is this edition of WWF Magazine from May 1989, long time ago. So as you can see, I've already taken the liberty of taking it out of its plastic, and I, I got a comment. WWF always had the best pictures. They had the best photographers out there. Their covers were always top, top notch. Not, to, not that there was anything wrong with PW Insider or, or uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, but WWE Magazine was was on another level. You, know, you paid $2.25 for WWE, uh, for uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and it was two fifty dollars for this. And this is full color from from front to back. Yeah, there's a lot of advertisements and stuff, but still full color. Well, first thing that strikes me when I open this up is they have WrestleMania 5 advertisement from Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, WrestleMania 5. Wow, that the mega powers had exploded. It's pretty cool you, you see that, but later on in this episode, you, you kind of know why Hulk Hogan lost the belt. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, on the contents page, you have Oh, the uh, Battle of the Titans. You have an interview with Mr. Perfect, Mr. The, the Million Dollar Man revealing his belt, Sensational Sherry, uh, uh, Big John Stud, and Andre the Giant, Rick Martell. You know, it, it's really, uh, we'll, we'll go through these uh, uh, as we go through. As we go through the magazine, we'll, we'll touch on some of them. Let's see. So as we flip through, one of the first things that strikes me, I mentioned it last week, and I'm going to mention it again this this week. I miss those WWF ice cream bars. They were awesome. And this ad really, really brought back memories because in that box that I found these magazines in, I found a card from one of those ice cream bars and it's pictured here. And I just happen to have it in front of me too. It's Miss Elizabeth. How funny is that? So I just happened to have that ad and this ad about the, uh, the ice cream bars. So. <laughs> Bring back those ice cream bars. They were awesome. Well, let's see. I'm trying to be careful because I really don't want to hurt these pages. I've kept this. This has been in uh, a plastic for the past 30, oh, yeah, 30 years. So I really don't want to uh, ruin it now. 
oh, we have a an article on Tito Santana. This is before he became the Matador, but after Rick Martel had turned on him. So he was kind of in limbo at this point. Pretty funny. Uh, then we have, so we all, we have an interview with Mr. Perfect. Well, the reality is we know those interviews never, never really took place. It was somebody, some writer writing the script of it. And then just a photo shoot of Mr. Perfect. Kurt Henning. He was an awesome, awesome dude. He, he, he left us too soon. <laughs> some early uh, MV, M, uh, MTV advertisements. Uh, adver- uh, then you had Rick Rude and Brutus the Barber Beefcake and just a recap of, of their match and how it ended up turning into a feud with Andre and Jake the Snake Roberts. It's, <laughs> I don't have time to get th- go through the whole thing. It was a okay article, but kind of, kind of wordy and it, it was just another angle. Now we have Ted DiBiase's million dollar belt. That was a great angle. And uh, it was kind of funny the few times that he had lost his belt along uh, over the years, but Ted DiBiase and Virgil were quite, quite the characters back in the, back in the nineties. Oh, brother love and brother love and Ted DiBiase. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, then we get into the WWF catalog. As I mentioned last time, Whenever we got these when we were a kid, we went right to the catalog and jumped in because we wanted to see what new shirts were released. And this one was no exception. We had some cool ones that were released. We had the Rockers. We had uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. We had Powers of Pain, uh, Rick Rude, a new Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Ultimate Warrior shirt, as well as the classic one, my favorite, the Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, he used to love the merchandise catalogs. This was <laughs> more advertisements about the Mega Powers exploding at WrestleMania 5. And then we get into a, a photo shoot of Sherry Martel. And, you know, the way, I guess this was probably the scary, scary Sherry era, scary Sherry era. But uh, it's kind of funny seeing her do that. Now we have an article on Big John Studd and who the real giant is and kind of just a juxtaposition of uh, of a few years ago when you had all those years you had Andre as the as the face and John Studd as the heel. Now it just is kind of funny seeing everybody boo Andre at this point. That black strap Andre. <laughs> uh, then we got Rick Martel right after he had turned on Tito Santana. They hadn't given him the model Rick Martel gimmick yet. So they were just talking about what he was going to do in his solo career and yeah, really didn't didn't do didn't talk about much in this article. It just is roundabout. A um, little bit of talk about the Anvil and uh, Bret Hart, the Hart Foundation and their successes. <laughs> then it gets into the oh, the reason why Randy Savage held the title for so long because Hulk Hogan was away whole, away filming a stupid movie called. No holds barred with Zeus, which ended. They ended up, I believe it was at WrestleMania wrestling in a tag team. Somehow, whatever. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. It was the movie. I don't know what was worse, the match or the movie. I guess both were equally as bad. It's kind of funny just looking back and I couldn't wait to see that movie and I couldn't wait to see Hulk Hogan face Zeus. And now looking back. Yeah, WWF crossword puzzle. Let's look at a couple of these uh, questions. Um, uh, the Giants' homeland, that would be France. 
WF. <laughs> here's one that's funny. WWF commentator McMahon. Yeah, this is long before they had said that we weren't supposed to know Vince McMahon owned the the uh, WWF. And actually, at that point, I don't think I did because I was still a little kid. Most of them are really easy because it's really geared towards kids. But uh, oh, Haku's homeland, the Isle of Tonga. Well, we won't go go through that anymore. And then we we end up with a caught in the act with Rick Rude bashing the Ultimate Warrior over the back with some type of of wrestling thing and some Nintendo and Stridex ads. But overall, really really cool 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 magazine. WWF magazines back in the day were a lot of fun. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed going through that one. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back and wrap it up. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the after show found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel. Well, thank you guys for stopping by. It's been a been an interesting show. Hope you enjoyed my rants on Raw and SmackDown and going over the WWF magazine. If you guys have anything you want me to go over, let me know. I've got the stack of magazines I plan to go through. I've got some PW uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I've got uh, WWF magazines from 87 to, I believe it's 91. Got Wrestling Main Event magazines, Wrestling Eye, Inside Wrestling. I'm going to bring a few of them out, and it's kind of cool to see like the ranking systems, especially I, I liked Inside Wrestling a lot when I was a kid because of the ranking system, and you could see who had what title in what region and what had changed hands. Uh, WWF Magazine was probably the prettiest out there. Maybe Wrestling Eye was was pretty close, too. That was that was all in color. So I think Main Event, no, Main Event wasn't. It, that had some color pages, but not all in color. But, um, so... So we have to welcome back to the network, Ona Z. Ona Z is back starting, uh, well, it would have been Tuesday night. Ona Z season two. It's going to be right after the SBS Sports Network on Tuesdays. The SBS Sports Network, that's Mantor and PN News. And they're doing a great show. That's at 9 p.m. on the Monty and the Pharaoh channels. And then followed by Ona Z. She's back with season two. And then, of course, on Thursday nights, you have the one and only Monty and the Pharaoh uh, show. What a show. The dynamics of those guys are great. Love you guys. And, you know, the, they lead into the greatest show on their net on their network. And that's the after show starring ESO. Yes, that's me. But, uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, thank you guys for, for stopping by. And uh, on that note, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, until next week, this is ESO. And I am out of here.